Now, you can blame anything that happens in the next two and a bit hours or maybe three hours, who knows, on a lad called Steve Morley. He's a Bradford lad. He's an actor, painter, novelist, playwright. He's appeared in The Bill and Doctor Who. And he emailed me saying, I note that your 300th podcast is not that far away. And even though you probably have something planned, I have a celebratory suggestion. On your last show, you mentioned your Desert Island Disc Spot. So I suggest you devote the whole of your 300th show to your favourite stroke, formative stroke, influential stroke, special stroke, most loved tracks. The ones that have meant the most to you throughout your years. And of course, among the advantages of doing this and not Desert Island Discs are firstly, you don't have to restrict yourself to eight tracks and also you can play each track in its entirety. Well, he also says, I've not listened yet to all the podcasts by a long chalk. So if you've done this before, great, but let me know which one it was. If not, I hope the idea appeals. Either way, keep up the great work. Well, I did my birthday show a few years back and I did a similar thing, but not quite. So today I'm going to go the whole hog sitting here in this stone shed in the Yorkshire Dales on New Year's Day. Many apologies for the lateness of this show, but Christmas and family things and stuff just got in the way. So I didn't get it out before Christmas. This show is about my music from cradle to Zimmer frame. So let's start with my earliest musical experiences. I was born in the picturesque spa fishing village of Crumsall upon Irk, Manchester. My dad was killed, sadly, in World War II in 1944, and I was brought up by three very, very strong women of Irish persuasion. My nana, my auntie Julia and my mum. My nana was great at nursery rhymes and songs like Kevin Barry. My auntie Julia played the fiddle and also the piano. She was what is known as a black note pianist. You can look that up. My mum was a great singer. She sang everything from traditional songs like Cockles and Muscles and Dashing Away with a Smoothing Iron to Hoagy Carmichael songs like Lazy Bones and standards like Skylark. I owe almost everything in my musical heritage to my mum. My storytelling ability, if any such thing be, I owe to my granddad. But that's nothing to do with this podcast. The first song I remember my mum singing was the traditional song, If I Was a Blackbird. This is the wonderful Eleanor Shanley version from her album Desert Heart, because my mum didn't make any CDs. i 
Eleanor Shanley with If I Was a Blackbird from her album Desert Heart. It was quite weird being a Catholic of Irish descent in a largely Protestant North Manchester and Patrick's Day, my grandmother used to cover me in shamrock and spray me with holy water and send me off looking like a Japanese sniper with all this foliage all around me. But we managed to survive somehow in the deserts of North Manchester, Crumsell, and we were sustained on a diet of gramophone records, people like Joseph Locke singing songs like Danny Boy and I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen. And my own personal favourite was some 78s of a fellow called Jimmy O'Day, a Dublin comedian who had a character called Mrs Mulligan. And my, one of my favourites was a monologue of Mrs Mulligan on the tram, during which Mrs Mulligan threatens to fetch the tram conductor if I can remember this rightly, a slab across the gob with a yard of wet tripe. Delighted my childhood years. Well, Jimmy O'Day also recorded a song called Biddy Mulligan. Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the coom. I don't have a copy of the 78 here, but I do have Frank Hart singing it from the album And Listen to My Song. Buxom fine widow, I live in a spot in Dublin, they call it the comb. Me shop and me stall are laid out on the street, and me palace consists of one room. At Patrick Street corner for 45 years, I stood there, I'm telling no lie. And while I stood there, sure nobody would dare To say black was the white of me eye You may travel from Clare to the county Kildare From Drogheda right back be McCrewham But where would you see a fine widow like me Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the county boys Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the county I sell apples and oranges, nuts and split peas, bananas and sugar sticks sweet. Of a Saturday night I sell second-hand clothes and the floor of me stall is the street. I sell fish in the Friday laid out on the dish, fresh mackerel and lovely rain. I sell lovely herons, such lovely fresh herons that once swam in dear Dublin Bay. You may travel from Clare to the county Kildare, from Drogheda right back be McCrewham. But where would you see a fine widow like me? Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the county boys. Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the county. I have a son, Mick, and he plays on the flute. He belongs to the Longford Street Band. And what do your heart want for to see him march out when the band goes to Dolly Mount Strand? In the park in the Sunday, I cut quite a dash. All the neighbours look on in surprise At me grand paisley shawl and me bonnet so tall To dazzle the sight of your eyes 
You may travel from Clare to the county Kildare, from Drogheda right back to McCrewen. But where would you see a fine widow like me? Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the Kilmey boys. Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the Kilmey. Biddy Mulligan, the pride of the Coombe, Frank Hart and Donald Lunny from the album And Listen to My Song. So there I was growing up in Crumsell with a few Irish ballads off my heart when I went to St Anne's School, baby school first and then all the way up to 11 when I left for St Bede's. And during those years we were subjected to a wonderful programme called Singing Together. Bert Lloyd, A.L. Lloyd, was a producer at BBC Radio 4, the home service it was called in those days, and because he was a communist and known left-winger, they shoved him to schools programmes because they thought that was where he would do the least damage. But of course what they didn't realise was that what Bert was going to do was actually turn the whole of the young population of Great Britain onto folk music, which he did. I then went on through skiffle and rock and roll and eventually through to going around the folk clubs of Manchester, which was mostly, I suppose in those days, a lot of sub-Bob Dylan stuff that was going on and vaguely Americanized because of, you know, singer-songwriters that were about at the time. And then one day I got an album from a shop in Manchester, took it home and put it on, and fell apart. The album was called New Voices. It featured Maureen Craig, Harry Boardman and the Watersons. And to come across the music that was on that album, in particular, the music of the Watersons was a complete and utter revelation. I felt that I'd been struck by some kind of musical lightning. Here was the real deal. Raw, full of energy, full of truth. Just amazed me that people like that could be singing about their own heritage, about our own heritage in lots of ways in these islands. And this is the song that really did it for me. It's called Three Score and Ten, and I know many of you will know it, but this was for me a turning point. This is the road to Damascus. Methinks I see a host of craft Spreading their sails away As down the humber they do glide All bound for the northern sea Methinks I see on each small craft A crew with hearts so brave Going out to earn their daily bread Upon the restless wave And it's three score and ten Boys and men Will ask from Grimsby town From Yarmouth down to Scarborough Many hundreds more were drowned Our herring craft, our trawlers Our fishing smacks as well they long to fight that bitter night and battle with the swell. Methinks I see them yet again as they leave the land behind. 
Casting their nets into the sea, the fish and shoals to find. Methinks I see them yet again, and all on board's all right. With the sails close reefed and the decks cleared up, and the side lights burning bright. And it's three score and ten. Boys and men, well lost from Grimsby town, from Yarmouth down to Scarborough, many hundreds more were drowned. Our herring craft, our trawlers, our fishing smacks as well. They long to fight that bitter night and battle with the swell. October's night left such a sight was never seen before. There was masts and spars and broken yards came floating to a shore. There was many a heart of sorrow, there was many a heart so brave. There was many a hearty fisher lad did find a watery grave and it's three score and ten boys and men were lost from grimsby town from yarmouth down to scarborough many hundreds more were drowned our herring craft our trawlers our fishing smacks as well they long to fight that bitter night and battle with the swell. From the album The Early Days, that's the Watersons there with three score and ten. So what can I do after hearing that but start up a folk club? In Lower Crumsell there's a pub called The Old House at Home, which was surrounded by the ICI Dye Works, which had grown up around it over the years. It was on Crown Land and was accessed by two little footpaths, so the ICI were not able to take it over. On its opening night, we were absolutely rammed. The room only really seated about 25, 30 people at most, but there must have been close on 50 people in that room that night. There was Harry Boardman there, there was Lee Nicholson, the Edison Bell Spasm Band, of which I was harmonica player and mandolin player. There was Dave Brooks and Bernard Wrigley, and loads, loads more folkies from all over Manchester, and Bury, and Ramsbottom, and beyond. This is a track from an album that Bernard and Dave recorded at the Octagon Theatre in Bolton, where they did great sterling work on productions like Crompton's Mule. This is a song they sang on that opening night at the Old House at Home, if my memory serves me right. It's The Man Who Waters the Worker's Beer. I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And what do I care if it makes them ill? If it makes them terribly queer. I've a car, a yacht and an aeroplane and I waters the workers' beer. Now when I waters the workers' beer, I put in strychnine. Some methylated spirits and a drop of paraffin. But such a bruise, so terribly strong 
might make them terribly queer. So I reaches me hand for the water and tap, and I waters the workers' beer. All together, I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And what do I care if it makes them ill? If it makes them terribly queer, I've a car, a yacht, and an aeroplane, and I waters the workers' beer. Now a drop of good beer is good for a man when he's thirsty, tired, and hot. I sometimes as a drop myself from a very special pot. But a strong and healthy working class is a thing that I do fear. So I reaches me hand for the water and tap, and I waters the workers' beer. Oh, I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And I'm the man, the very fat man that waters the workers' beer. And what do I care if it makes them ill? If it makes them terribly queer, I've a car, a yacht, and an aeroplane, and I waters the workers' beer. Now, ladies, fair beyond compare, and be ye made a wife. Pray lend a thought to such a soul who leads a wandering life. For water rates is terrible high. And paraffin's terrible, dear And there isn't the profit there used to be In watering workers' beer Oh, I'm the man, the very fat man That waters the workers' beer And I'm the man, the very fat man That waters the workers' beer And what do I care if it makes them ill? If it makes them terribly queer I've a car, a yacht and an aeroplane And I waters the workers' the man who waters the workers' beer, Bernard Wrigley and Dave Brooks, and that's from the album Songs from the Octagon. I forgot to mention, by the way, that that tiny little pub surrounded by this massive industrial complex with just one way in and one way out had just enough room on the track for one car to come about 200 yards, I suppose it was, all the way down to the pub. And all you had to do was keep your eye open after closing time and you could see if it was the police. And if it was, all the beer on the table somehow miraculously turned into glasses of water. A sort of reverse wedding feast at Cana, if you understand me. And it worked too. When I ran the folk club, a little lad called Jerry Brady, who was part of the Manchester Baggerman, came up to me one night in a pub and he said, Mike... You've got to book this lad that's over here at the moment because of the bank strike. He works in the bank in Ireland and they're on strike, he said, and he's come over here and he's a great singer and his name is Christy Moore. So I did book him and like everybody else in the world, there's three things you don't forget. You don't forget where you were on the night you heard that John Lennon had been shot or when you heard that President Kennedy had been assassinated and you don't ever forget where you were the first time you saw Christy Moore. And he charged us £3, and he wrote me a letter saying, I'll come back again any time for the same amount. And he did. And I've still got that letter. And that first night in the old house at home watching Christy, we were all suddenly aware that we were actually in the company of incredible greatness. Not, not the voice, not the guitar playing, but the connection with the song and the utter belief in what he was doing and his sympathy with the afflicted 
and the dispossessed. A wonderful, wonderful night. And he's given us many, many a wonderful night ever since. This is one of the songs he sang, Cricklewood, written by John B. Keane. And anybody who's ever been on the lump or worked on a building site anywhere in Britain knows what this means. Oh, come all you through barn Irishman and listen to my song. I am a bold book navvy and I don't know right from wrong. Of late I've been transported from Ireland's holy shore. My case is sad, my crime is bad, for I was born poor. Cricklewood, Cricklewood, you stole my youth away. I was young and innocent and you were old and grey. If you're born poor, me lads, it is a shocking state. But the judge will sit upon your crime, this he will relate. I find the prisoner guilty and the law I must lay down. Let him be transported straight away to Camden Town. Cricklewood, Cricklewood, you stole my youth away. Oh, for I was young and innocent and you were old and grey. Take him down to Cricklewood and leave him in the pub. Go and call the barman landlord, then ask him for a sub. Leave him down in Cricklewood mid Martha bricks and lime. And let him rot in Cricklewood until the end of time. Cricklewood, Cricklewood, you stole my youth away. Oh, for I was young and innocent, and you were old and grey. Cricklewood, Cricklewood, you stole my youth away. Oh, for I was young and innocent, and you were old and grey. That was recorded in 1979 by the BBC, and it's been released on Christy Moore, The Early Years, a box set. Christy became, and still is, a great family friend of ours. He stayed with us whenever he was working in Manchester. In fact, he lived with us for a brief period in the late 60s and early 70s. They were the golden years when handsome young chaps with long hair, myself excluded, wandered the folk clubs of the UK singing and playing for a living. Working festivals like the Whitby Festival, Cambridge Festival, Sidmouth, Towersy, Redcar... It was an amazing time, a time when it was great to be on the road as a folk musician. I'm going to play you now, a, well, I suppose a, a cabal, you could call it, a load of mates of mine from the old days, most of whom spent some time at least sleeping on the floor of our house in Crumsall. This is Robin and Barry Dransfield with a song called The Route of the Blues. I know I've played this over and again over the last nine years, but... They were two giants of the folk scene, the Everly Brothers of the folk world. And this, The Route of the Blues, I think is just quite simply a classic. Oh, 
I crossed all the Salisbury Plain, but a dainty fine sight I behold. As lasses were crying and tearing their hair, all the routers just come for the blues. All the routers just come for the blues. Then each one home to their mothers do run, saying me heart is undone, it is true. I'll pack up me clothes without more delay And boldly I'll march with the blues And boldly I'll march with the blues The landlord and landlady walks hand in hand And so do they pretty girls too And each one poured out a bottle of gin To drink a good health to the blues to drink a good health to the blues. Our ship, she is rigged and we all set sail. How sweetly the French all played too. And each one sent up a loud huzzah. Success to King George and his blues. Success to King George and his blues. Gallant young fellas as ever you see Though you search Bonnie Britain all through When dressed in his majesty's suit you'll agree There are none can compare with the blues There are none can compare with the blues As I crossed over Salisbury Plain But a dainty fine sight I behold as lasses were crying and tearing their hair All the routers just come for the blues All the routers just come for the blues Robin and Barry Dransfield with Route of the Blues from the album of the same name, recorded, of course, by Bill Leader, who recorded many of the people you're going to be hearing in the next half hour or so. One of whom, Dave Burland, still a great pal of mine, is the inventor of the traditional pastime of turning hotel armchairs into tortoise shells. What you do is you tip it up so it's over you, so the chair is sort of over you, with just your head sticking out and the legs are poking out at the back, and you crawl around the floor on your hands and knees pretending to be a tortoise. You only do this after something like 14 pints and several large whiskies, and you'll find yourself upsetting all the businessmen in smart suits in the residence lounge. But it has since become an Olympic sport, thanks to Dave Barland. From his first album, The Dalesman's Litany, which I think is pure folk gold, this is the tortoise man himself singing, Here's the Tender Coming. Here's the tender coming, pressing all the men. Oh dear, Henny, what shall we do then? Here's the tender coming off at Shields Bar. Here's the tender coming, full of men of war. And here's the tender coming, pressing up me dear. Oh dear, Henny, take you away from here. They will ship you far, and that is what it means. Here's the tender common full of red marines 
And here's the tender come and pressin' all the men. Oh dear, Henny, what shall we do then? Here's the tender coming off a chill's bar. Here's the tender coming full of men of war. So hide me, canny Geordie, hide this self away. Hide thee till the frigate makes for Drurich Bay. Here's the tender coming off a chill's bar. Here's the tender coming full of men of war. And if they take you, Geordie, who's to win our bread? Me and little Jackie better off be dead. Here's the tender coming off a chill's bar. Here's the tender coming full of men of war. And here's the tender coming pressing of me, dear. Oh, dear, Henny, take you away from here. They will ship you far, and that is what it means. Here's the tender coming full of red marines. Dave Berlin with Here's the Tender Coming from the album The Dalesman's Litany. The late and wonderful Tony Rose, another old pal, used to stop at 9 Cathkin Avenue, Crumsell, whenever he was on tour up north. It's no secret now that Tony used to dislike long tours and often had some kind of mystery illness halfway through the tour, which meant that he had to spend at least one day on our settee watching the test match on TV. True that. When he was upright and at it, he was one of the finest and most sensitive singers of traditional songs ever. And his album, Young Hunting, is a major classic of the second wave of the UK folk revival. Later on in his career, he brought his paramour Gladys along with him up to the north and they used to share the settee in Nine Cathkin Avenue. On one of their days off, he and Gladys came to bake up with us for the annual coconut dance and drank a lot of Guinness with Eamon McBride and Harry Boardman. I have a photograph to prove this. I was driving and stayed sober, but I spent the best part of the day trailing round Bakeup looking for Tony and when I found him trailing round Bakeup looking for Gladys, who lost each other. We found them both in the end and they got married and Gladys made an honest man of him. From Tony Rose's album Bare Bones, this is a beautiful version of The Lakes of Shylin. It was early one morning, Billy Henry arose. Straight to his comrades, better chamber he goes. Arise, a loving comrade, let nobody know. The dark and chilly waters a bathing we'll go. Oh, Billy, he stripped and then he went in and he swam the dark waters all around and around, crying, Oh, me loving comrade, oh, don't you go in for a sea. There is a coffin in the lakes of Shylin. But the other one he stripped, and then he went in, 
swam the dark waters all around and around, crying, oh, me loving Billy, why did you go in to the dark and chimney waters of the lakes of Shyland? Now there was an old woman that lived there close by. She came to Billy's family and made this reply. Oh, your son, he went a-bathing, as I've heard him say. But now your Billy Henry, he's as cold as the clay. And it's down came his mother like a one in despair. All a wringing of her hands and a tearing of her hair. Crying, oh, me Billy Henry, why he did you go in to the dark and chilly waters of the lakes of Shyland? And it's down came his father like a one in despair. All a wringing of his hands and a tearing of his hair. Oh, I brought up a family of a fine-bodied man. And the best of them's lying in the lakes of Shyland. And it's down came his sweetheart like one in despair. She was wringing of her hands and a tearing of her hair. Oh, it's six months or better till my wedding day. But now me Billy Henry is as cold as the clay. So we'll go down to Martin's, to Martin's by the shore. And we'll hire us a small boat, as we've done before. And we'll search the dark waters all around and around, till we see that Billy Henry's fair body is found. So they went down to Martin's, to Martin's by the shore, and they hired them a small boat, They've done before, and they searched the dark waters all around and around till they saw that Billy Henry's fair body wasn't found. Oh, to see Billy's funeral, it was such a fine sight. There were six handsome young men dressed up in white. There were six pretty maidens all dressed up in green just to show he'd been drowned in the lakes of Shyland. Oh, six pretty maidens all dressed up in green just to show he'd been drowned in the lakes of Shyland. Tony Rose from the album Bare Bones with the Lakes of Shylin. And if Gladys, a.k.a. Meg, is listening, I'm sending you a big hug. Well, Dick Gocken was a great old pal who many of us believe to be one of the greatest Scots singers ever. Absolutely rock-solid integrity married to superb musicianship. And an almost, and I use this word with full knowledge, an almost mystical understanding of the subtexts of his songs. When I was invited during my years of fame, 
onto Desert Island Discs. This song was the first song I chose. And I'd still choose it as my first song. The John McLean March, written by Hamish Anderson. John McLean was leader of the Red Clyde, a man who did everything he could to better the lives of his fellow workers. But he didn't realise what an implacable and relentless enemy he was up against. Still, this is a song that never fails to get the hair standing up on the back of my neck. The man has just come out of prison and is coming back to Glasgow. And the hail tune is waiting for him. Dick Gawkin with the John McLean March. Hi, Mac. Did you see him as he come down by Gorgie? A war the lamel or north o' the tay. Yon man is coming, and the hail tune is turning out. Where a share he'll win back to Glasgow the day. The joiners and hodders on our marching frickled bank. Come on now and hear him, here be our thrang to bide. Turn out Jock and Jimmy. Leave your crans and your muckle gantries. Great John McLean's coming back to the Clyde. Argyle Street in London roads the route that we're marching. The lads frae the Brumalaw are here to a man. Hey, Neil Ward, your hodderums, your big heel and chuchter. Get your pipes, mate, and march at the heed o' the clan. Hello, Pat Malone. Sure I knew you'd be here, so the red and the green lad will wear side by side. Garbles is his the day, and Glasgow belongs to him. New great John McLean's coming home to the Clyde. Forward to Glasgow, green will march and get order. Will grips his banner wheel, that boy is nae blade. Ay, there, man, that's Johnny New. That's him there, the bonny fechter. Lennon's his fear, lad, and Neep connects his mate. Tack ten, twenty speaking, for the mind what he said here. In Glasgow, your city, and the hail world beside. Och, I lad, the scarlet's bonny. Here's Tay, Hill and Shawnee, great John McLean has come home to the Clyde. Ah, well, when it's finished, I'm a war back to Springburn. Come home to your tea, John, will soon hae you fed. It's hard work the speaking. Och, I'm sure he'll be tired the nicht. I'll sleep on the flare, Mac, and gee John the bed. The hail city's quiet now. It kens that he's resting. At home with his Glasgow friends, their fame and their pride. The Reds will be warm, my lads, and Scotland will march again. No great John McLean has come home to the Clyde. Wow. Still does it for me. Dick Gocken from the album No More Forever with the John McLean March. Now, my daughters, Sarah and Emma, always knew when the McCalman's folk group was staying, when they came home from school and saw a pile of McEwan's export empties by the dustbin. By then, we were living up in the Yorkshire Dales, a place called Selside, right on the side of the Settle Carlisle railway route. 
the house was bigger now and we had bedrooms for people to stay in and loads of people did in fact stay with us. Nick Jones, Tony Rose, the McCalmans, Bill Caddick, Magic Lantern and many more. And during the summer we'd often have mini festivals when a good dollop of the Liverpool Cayley Band and some of the Leeds Kyoltis gang would come up for a long weekend session. I remember I once cooked breakfast for 32. Not a vegetarian amongst them, if I remember rightly. Well, it's the Max, and in particular, Ian McCalman, that's responsible for my career, to be honest, because I qualified as a teacher, got a degree in education, and was thinking of staying as a teacher when I went into the folk world and became a pro musician and was travelling around. And then in 1975... Ian McCalman said to me, we were on tour in Germany together, I think it was Dusseldorf that he said this, he said, why don't you write some verses around that daft thing you, you sing about being a Rochdale cowboy? And I had just written a chorus, which I dropped in the middle of a load of daft stuff and sang about, it's hard being a cowboy in Rochdale because the spurs don't fit right on your clogs, hard being a cowboy in Rochdale because people laugh when I ride past on our Alsatian dog. Basically, I've been driving over the moors to a gig. I think it was Leeds, somewhere like that. And I had the radio switched on. I think it was Radio Blackburn. Anyway, and there was this guy on talking about... It might have been Radio Manchester. And there was this guy on talking about how at weekends he used to dress up as an Indian and his mates used to dress up as cowboys and they would go on the moors even in the middle of winter, with sleet and blizzards, they'd go on the moors and reenact battles like the Battle of Little Bighorn and stuff like that. And I had to pull over because I got this sudden mental image of all these people who were quite normal, you know, gas fitters, teachers, whatever, jugglers, during their normal weekday life. And at weekends, they became Cochise and Wild Bill Hickok. Hickok, did I say? Hickok. Wild Bill Hickok went on the moors and fired blunt arrows and, and blanks at each other. And I just made that verse up that night and sang it in Leeds. And I stuck it in the show in a bit about cowboy films, I think it was. Can't remember. A bit of patter I did. Anyway, I took Ian's words to heart and sat down and wrote the song, which became um, a top 20 hit for me in a way. And because of that, I went on and did theatres and TV and all that kind of stuff. And I honestly believe that but for Ian McCalman's advice, I would never have done it. And I would have probably ended up going back to teaching and being happy enough there, but not having anything like the kind of exciting and I think fairly interesting and diverse life I've had. So thank you very much, Ian McCalman. And here's you and Derek and Hamish, sober for once, singing The Bonnie Ship, The Diamond. The diamond is a ship, me lads, from the Davis train she's bound. And the key it is all garnished with bonnie lasses round. Captain Thompson gives the order to sail the ocean wide. When the sun it never sets, me lads, no darkness dims the sky. And this cheer up, me lads. Let your hearts never fail For the bonny ship the diamond goes a-fishing for the whale Along the keys of Peter Heath the lassies done a noon With the shots of hood about the man the sword is running doon 
Now don't you weep, my bonny lass, for ye be left behind. When the rose will bloom on Greenland's ice before we change your mind. And this cheer up the last, let your hearts never fail. For the bonny ship that I'm in goes a fishing for the whale. Here's a health to the resolution, likewise a Eliza Swan. Here's a health to the battle of the Roman throat and the diamond ship of fame. We wear the crowns of saw the white and the chicken saw the blue. When we return to Peter, heat will hey, sweethearts anew. And this cheer up the last, let your hearts never fail. For the bonny ship that I'm in goes a fishing for the whale. Oh, it'll be bright faith then night when the Greenland lads come home. In a ship that's full oil, me boys and money to your name. We'll mack the cradles for the rock and the blankets for the tear. And every lass in Peter he'd sing hush a by my pin. And this cheer up my lass, let your hearts never fail. For the bonny ship that I'm in goes a fishing for the whale. And this cheer up my lass, let your hearts never fail. For the bonny ship that I'm in goes a fishing for the Bonnie Ship the Diamond from the album Lost Tracks, the McCalmans folk group. Now, one of the lads who slept on our floor was Martin Carthy, a man whose dedication to his art and his craft is unparalleled. His first album, I think, set a fantastically high standard for everybody else to follow. Just voice and guitar, three chords and the truth. Oh, and a bit of mandolin from Dave Swarbrick, I think. Martin later, of course, went on to spearhead the electric folk rock movements, Steel Eye Span, then he worked with Brass Monkey, Waters and Carthy, Blue Murder, etc., etc. And he's still gigging with his daughter, Eliza. And I pick this next track, not just because many of you will know the Simon and Garfunkel version, but because it is simply beautiful. The man is a legend, totally and absolutely, and this version of Scarborough Fair is, I think, the best ever. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Honestly, St. Rosemary and Tide Remember And then she 
rosemary on top And to sow it all along with one Sage rosemary and thyme, and to thresh it all out with a bunch of heather, and then she'll be a true love of mine. Are you going to Scarborough? Honestly, sage rosemary untied. Remember me to one who lives there. For once she was a true love of mine. Martin Carthy from the album The Collection with Scarborough Fair, of course. Now, in the early days of the Fort Revival, I came across a young songwriter who was obvious, right from the get-go, had an amazing poetic talent. I love his work, his jazz law I'm talking about. And like Ed Pickford, uncompromising and truthful stories that come out of the North East and beyond. I describe it as a universal cry for the rights of man and woman. Well, jazz has never changed, neither has Ed. Produced great songs that many people have taken up and carried on. This is one which never fails to move me, from the album Bead Weeps. It's got the refrain, Away man, they're liars and they're cheats. Nothing changes, does it? There'll be tears in the eyes of the weak And in the eyes of the most strong-hearted Tears in the eyes of the miners and wives When these cold town days are done And it's towered above this town Since the century first started But the towers will be all torn down and a whole way of life hold away And there'll be tears in the eyes of the weak And in the eyes of the most strong-hearted Tears in the eyes of the miners and wives When these cold town days are done Men have worked it in fear and rage And they've cursed it to hell in its darkness but they'll walk from that last shift's cage And they'll curse what the future's to bring And there'll be tears in the eyes of the weak And in the eyes of the most strong-hearted Tears in the eyes
eyes of the miners and wives when these cold town days are done. And the fight between the mine and the man, and the lives and blood that it cost us, it was never to be lost or won. Because the powers that be rule the day And there'll be tears in the eyes of the weak And in the eyes of the most strong-hearted Tears in the eyes of the miners and wives When these cold town days are done Yes, there'll be tears in the eyes of the weak And in the eyes of the most strong-hearted Tears in the eyes of the miners and wives when these cold town days are done. How will man the lies and the cheats? How will man the lies and the cheats? How will man the lies and the cheats? How will man the lies and cheats? How will man the lies and the cheats? Cold Town Days. Well, I don't think even Jez with his crystal ball could have seen that far into the future that he would have seen Thatcher and the destruction not just of an entire industry, but of entire communities. Solely for political means. No other reason. That's from the album Bead Weeps, which also has, I think, one of the finest album covers ever. Also, of course, it's on the Fellside label, which is one of the great little recording labels of the world. I'm going to jump forward a bit now to Cambridge Folk Festival, just to rattle a bit of modern stuff in, I suppose. I was working for the BBC for a number of years, doing the same thing I'm doing now, for money. And uh, I went to Cambridge Folk Festival on a number of occasions. I'd worked there in 1975-6. And I was sent by the BBC to interview people and make programmes during the course of the festival. And one of the people I interviewed was Iris Dem Oh, let me tell you the Taj Mahal story. And this is God's honest truth before I get onto Iris. Taj Mahal had arrived overnight onto Cherry Minton Hall grounds, where we all were for the Cambridge Festival. And there's this massive space at the back of the main stage, side of the main stage, where all the tour buses used to hotch up that had brought people from all over Europe and wherever else to perform at the festival. And in the middle of the night, this huge black bus came and parked up alongside the BBC OB van. And it'd come all the way from Berlin, I found out, from the driver the next morning when I met him having a cup of tea in the backstage fodder tent for all us lackeys and grips and roadies. And I said, who's, who's in the bus? He said, I've just brought Taj Mahal. And he's one of my heroes. I mean, I just love his Taj Mahal stuff. Anyway, I wandered round from the tent down the side, the very narrow side, and Taj Mahal had just come out the front of the bus on his own. And he was staring around him at the, the field and the tent and all the sunlight, and he said, Shit, man, where is this place? I said, Cambridge. And he said, Massachusetts? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He'd been on tour that long, 
he hadn't a clue where he was. Anyway, that very weekend, I interviewed another of my heroes, Iris Dement. I think she's just one of the greatest songwriters ever. Our Town is just a perfect novel, poem. It's amazing. It's it's just there as uh, folk gold. But one of my other favourites of hers is Let the Mystery Be. And when I interviewed her on this, I said, you know, you, you come from the Baptist Belt, you come from an area where there's a church on every corner, and yet you wrote this agnostics song, you know, that's saying, I don't know, I don't believe in anything, I don't know about anything, I'm just going to let the mystery be. And I said that was really brave. I, I just, you know, having been to the States and seen how much, you know, Christianity... There is, and how strong it is, and how, how people can get in trouble, particularly if they are from, say, the Baptist tradition. I thought it was a really brave thing to write that song, and she just said, I'd never thought of it. I just had to write it. from the album Infamous Angel with Let the Mystery Be. Now, spool back again, jumping back in time in this bit of a time machine, I suppose. 
to 1975-6 Cambridge Folk Festival and I'm down there and backstage is John Prine, who I later interviewed at the very same festival. And I just watched gobsmacked as he worked the stage. And when I say he had the audience in the palm of his hands, I mean that the songs, because the man, you know, was just comfortable in his own skin. And it was amazing watching him, just like Ralph Martell does, just be himself and be totally and absolutely honest and just sing his music, just sing his pieces, do his work, do his job. And he sang what is one of my favourite songs of all time. It's one of the greatest of all anti-war songs ever. Find me a better line than this. There's a hole in Daddy's arm where all the money goes. The man who came back from Vietnam as a junkie. This is Sam Stone. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family after serving in the conflict overseas. And the time that he served it shattered all his nerves and left a little shrapnel in his knee. But the morphine eased the pain and the grass grew around his brain and gave him all the confidence he'd lacked With a purple heart and a monkey on his back There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pictures have big ears don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long On broken radios mm -hmm. Sam Stone's welcome home Didn't last too long He went to work when he'd spent his last dime And Sammy took to stealing But when he got that empty feeling For a hundred dollar habit Without overtime And the gold rolled through his veins Like a thousand railroad trains And eased his mind in the hours that he chose While the kids ran around Wearing other people's clothes There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes and Jesus Christ Died for nothing I suppose Little pictures have big ears don't stop to count the years Sweet songs 
Never last too long on broken radios Sam Stone was alone When he popped his last balloon Climbing walls while sitting in a chair Well, he played his last request While the room smelled just like death With an overdose hovering in the air The life had lost its fun And there was nothing to be done The trader's house that he bought on the G.I. Bill For a flag draped casket on a local hero's hill There's a hole in daddy's arm Where all the money goes Jesus Christ died for nothing, I suppose Little pictures have big ears Don't stop to count the years Sweet songs never last too long on broken radios. I know I've played that song many a time over the last nine years, but I think it's one of those songs. We should all listen to at least once or twice a year, at the very least. Sam Stone from the album Souvenirs, John Prine. Well, also on, in 1976, I think it was, was the great man John Hartford. And I was appearing on stage with John, banjo player, singer, wrote Gentle On Your Mind, but was an amazing performer, flatfoot dancer, I, I thought it was clog dancing, but he, he put me right. It was flat foot. And he used to do it on stage while playing the fiddle at the same time. It was great to watch. Traditional Appalachian way, of course. Consummate wit and deliciously funny man, as well as being an absolutely brilliant, brilliant musician. I was on before him, and it's very hard. I won't do outdoor festivals because at that time I was doing nothing but comedy. You know, I was doing hardly any serious songs at all. And... You can't do comedy in the open air. You can rivet people with a song and they will follow you through and occasionally they'll watch a, a bird and watch the bees in the flowers perhaps and pass each other a drink. But comedy, you need a theatre really. You need the darkness. You need to be able to work in that magic. Anyway, so there I was. And I was just coming to the end, to the punchline of a long, laborious story which nonetheless was worth listening to because the end line was quite funny. Well, it had always worked so far. And I got to the end and I said, and then the vicar came in with a blancmange in his hand and he said, and at that moment, the entire audience of about five or 7,000 people, it wasn't as full as it is nowadays. This plane went over going... quite low over the field with a big banner towed behind it saying, eat what more's bread. And the entire audience just watched it and ignored me didn't hear the punchline 
And then it was almost like those those penguins that, that, that in, in Antarctica, when the planes fly over them, they all look back so much that they all fall over. The audience didn't quite fall over, but they all got into a sort of strange position. Missed what I was saying completely, apart from maybe two on the front row aficionados. And so the, the whole story just died on its arse. That's comedy for you. But, but certainly John Hartford following me with this song did not die on his arse. It's one of the funniest songs ever. And I've played it lots in the occasional comedy show that I've done here, you know, comic folk songs, and also just to cheer us all up. Now that vinyl has come back into fashion, many more people will understand this than understood it during the days of the great CD revolution. This is Don't Leave Your Records in the Sun. All right, now this is a song about phonograph records. Don't leave your records in the sun The warp and they won't be good for anyone Don't leave your records in the sun They get all wavy and they just won't run They just won't play, just won't play, just won't play Just won't play, just won't play, just won't play Just won't play, just won't play, just won't play Just won't play, just won't play no more Well, I had this record that I really didn't like It was the last one they had in the store I left it laying on the car back seat And now it just won't play no more in the sun the warp and they won't be good for anyone don't leave your records in the sun they get all wavy and they just won't run they just won't play just won't play just won't play just won't play just won't no Records in the Sun, John Hartford from the album Mark Twang, and the dump, dump, dump sound was, of course, his foot. He was the first guy I saw with an amplified footboard that he used to dance on, a foot percussion. He was quite amazing. A great man, but sadly, like so many on today's podcast, no longer with us. But they left behind a great body of fabulous music. Now, leaping across the Atlantic in one bound, I'm going to go to San Diego, where I was working for the BBC at the Folk Federation there, which is a meeting of 
people from all over America, mostly, but also other parts of the world, and they meet and co-join in these huge hotels and exhibit their wares, CDs, record pressing companies, artists, all holding little auditions in their rooms. It's quite an amazing, an amazing thing, the Folk Federation. And I was out there interviewing people, amongst whom was Tom Paxson, who I'd known for years from way back at Cambridge Festival and folk clubs in the UK. A really amazing guy, a hero of mine. Songs like When Princes Meet, Talking Vietnam, Potluck Blues, Rambling Boy, Last Thing on My Mind, and many, many more. So there I was in San Diego, not Cambridge this time. And after I'd finished the interview, we sat down, got a bottle or two out and, and chatted away into the early hours of the morning. And not many people know this, but Tom Paxton is actually one of the funniest joke tellers and storytellers ever. Seriously. Seriously. He was just so funny. And of course, we spent hours and hours just swapping stories. And one of his, I'll never forget, was about when he was in Ireland and he picked this story up somewhere in the west of Ireland. It does happen to this day, and I won't tell you where it is in Connemara, but there are, there are quite a few places where you can buy pochin, the Irish illicit whiskey, moonshine, made by guys who go up the glen or out on the bog or up, up the creek somewhere, and they have a little still and they, they distill pochin from anything. It could be potatoes, it could be barley, it could be anything, whatever it is, they can make pochin from it. And it's illegal now still to have your own pochine still. But in the old days, it was also a mortal sin, which you had to confess. Because if you died with a mortal sin on your soul, according to the Catholic Church, you went straight to hell. There was no way you, you would even be thought of going to heaven. You couldn't do if you had a mortal sin. Venial sins were okay, but not mortal sins. And making pochine was a mortal sin. But you could be absolved, of course, if you confessed and did penance. So, there's a new young priest just come all the way from Dublin and he's working in, let's say, Clifton, County Galway in Connemara. And it's his first night, Saturday night, doing the confession. And it's a back-to-back -back confessional. Imagine two telephone kiosks, back-to-back, -back, the doors open on the other side, and each priest is sat with his back to the other. But there's a little window they can slide apart and talk to each other through so the young priest is there and he's got the usual the school children in confessing to having stolen a sweetie off somebody and he gives them three hail marys two glory bees etc and sends them on their way and then in comes this guy bless me father for i've sinned tis three weeks since my last confession tis father i i stole a few bob out of the old cash box there in the works and I, I, I had a little bit of a, a dally with a woman, not serious, you know, but, uh, but all the same also, you know. And I'm a married man, you know. And I, I've been making pochin. The young priest didn't know what to do, so he, he banged on the, on the, the door, dividing them, and, and slid it open. And he said, Father McGuinness, what are we giving for pochin? meaning how many Hail Marys and how many Our Fathers. And the old priest said, no more than 30 shillings a bottle. And that was the story I got from Tom Paxton. Talking of which, 
wine, fruit of the vine. When you gonna let me get sober? Let me alone, let me go on, let me go back and start over. Rambling around this dirty old town, singing for nickels and dimes. Times getting tough. Ain't got enough to buy a little bottle of wine, bottle of wine, fruit of vine. When you gonna let me get sober? Let me alone, let me go home, let me go back and start over. Little hotel, older than hell, dark as the coal in the mine. Blankets are thin. I lay there and grin 'cause I got a little bottle of wine, bottle of wine, fruit of vine. When you gonna let me get sober? Let me alone, let me go home, let me go back and start over. Pain in my head and bugs in my bed. Pants are so old that they shine. Out on the street, tell the people I meet, won't you buy me a bottle of wine? Bottle of wine, fruit of the vine. When you gonna let me get sober? Let me alone, let me go home, let me go back and start over. Well, a preacher will preach. Teacher will teach, a miner will dig in a mine. I ride the rods, trusting in God, hugging my bottle of wine. Bottle of wine, fruit of the vine. When you gonna let me get sober? Let me alone, let me go home, let me go back and start over. Tom Paxton from the album The Best Of with Bottle of Wine. Now, one chap I've not mentioned so far is the great Nick Jones. You all know the story of how Nick's career was savagely cut short with a terrible, as he says, he had an argument with a brick lorry and didn't win. There was a terrible car accident down there in the Fenlands around Peterborough, coming back late at night from a gig, I think in Glossop. And, like I said, it cut short the career of arguably the folk world's most amazing musician, guitarist, singer, arranger, creator of songs from fragments at times too. But as he said, you know, what happened happened, and we can still at least celebrate his early years and the great albums he made, if you can actually get your hands on them. He spent many hours on our floor and our city, and I often used to go out on gigs with him. I remember once, because Nick was... Nick will tell you himself that he can be an irascible chap at times. He doesn't suffer fools gladly or otherwise. And I had a night off once, and I, I drove him to a gig somewhere up in the Pennines above Oldham. And there were some people in the audience who were more than slightly marmalised with the gargle. They were drunk off their heads and making quite a bit of noise, rabbiting away and not listening to Nick. They didn't know much about folk. They'd just come in because it was a folk club 
and they were expecting songs like Seven Drunken Nights or the Black Velvet Band or whatever. Not a sensitive and brilliantly talented singer and guitarist making the most amazing music. And Nick just turned his back to the audience and sang to the wall for the last ten minutes of his second act. And all I can say is it served the bloody audience right because standing before them was a master of his craft and art. As it fell out upon a day As many in the year Musgrave to the church did go To see fair ladies there And some came down in red velvet And some came down in pall And the last to come down was the Lady Barnard The fairest of them all And she's cast a look on the little Musgrave as bright as the summer sun And then bethought This little masquerade This lady's love I've won Good day, good day You handsome youth God make you safe and free What would you give This day masquerade To lie one night with me oh, I dare not For my lands lady I dare not for my life for the ring on your white finger shows You are Lord Barnard's wife Lord Barnard's to the hunting gone And I hope he'll never return And you shall sleep into his bed And keep his lady warm There's nothing for to fear, Musgrave You nothing have to fear I'll set a page outside the gate To watch till morning clear and woe be to the little foot page, and an ill death may he die. For he's away to the green wood as fast as he could fly. And when he came to the wide water, he fell on his belly and swam. And when he came to the other side, he took to his heels and ran. And when he came to the green wood, t'was dark as dark can be. And he found Lord Barnard and his men asleep beneath the trees. Rise up, rise up, master, he said. Rise up and speak to me. Your wife's in bed with a little masquerade. Rise up, right speedily. If this be truth you tell to me, then gold shall be your fee. And if it be false you tell to me, then hang it you shall be. Go saddle me, the black, he said, go saddle me, the grey. And sound you not the horn, said he, lest our coming it would betray. Now there was a man in Lord Barnard's terrain, who loved the little masquerade. And he blew his horn both loud and shrill away, masquerade away. I think I hear the jay I think I hear Lord Barnard's horn Away, masquerade, away Oh, lie still, lie still, you little masquerade And keep me 
from the cold It's nothing but a shepherd boy Driving his flock to the fold Is not your hawk upon its perch Your steed is eaten hay And you a gay lady in your arms And yet you would away so he's turned him right and round about And he fell fast asleep And when he woke Lord Barnard's men were standing at his feet And how do you like my bed, Musgrave? And how do you like my sheets? And how do you like my fair lady That lies in your arms asleep? Oh, it's well I like your bed, he said And well I like your sheets and better I like your fair lady That lies in my arms asleep Well get up, get up young man He said, get up as swift you can For it never will be said in my country I slew an unarmed man I have two swords in one scabbard Full dare they cost me purse And you shall have the best of them And I shall have the worst and so slowly, so slowly he rose up And slowly he put on And slowly down the stairs he goes A-thinking to be slain and the first stroke Little Musgrave took it was both deep and sore And down he fell at Barnard's feet And word he never spoke more and how do you like his cheeks, lady? And how do you like his chin? And how do you like his fair body? Now there's no life within. Oh, it's well I like his cheeks, she said. And well I like his chin. And better I like his fair body than all your kith and kin. And he's taken up his long, long sword to strike a mortal blow. And through and through the lady's heart to the cold steel it did go As it fell out upon a day As many in the year Musgrave to the church did go To see fair ladies there Well, many people have taken that song since and run with it. But that, to me, is the Ur version. Nick Jones with Little Musgrave from the album Ballads and Songs. And that was recorded, I think, in Bill Leader's bedroom in 5 North Villas, Camden Town, London, with two AKG D12 microphones, drum microphones. But Bill knew what he was doing. Great album. Ballads and songs. Now, I just realised that there's no way, because I've got 30... Let me just have a look how many it is. 36 tracks I want to play in this show of my years in folk. So, let's make this sensible, and I'll play just one more track, and we'll break off there, and I'll put the rest of them into show two, if you like, and put that out in a week or two's time. Because it's daft. 
I'll be making a three and a half hour show at this rate, and even I would get sick and tired of listening to me. So, just one more song before we have a break. All the way through those years of working in folk clubs and being famous, <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, I, ne I never lost touch with the Irish music scene in Manchester. And there was a guy that I used to meet at sessions who I'd got to know in the folk clubs that I ran, in particular the Old House at Home and the White Lion in Blakely, called Vinnie Short. Sadly, Vinnie's no longer with us, but he was a great Bowron player and a beautiful singer of Irish songs, in particular musical songs. And I love the man dearly. He was one of the most gentle and kindest people ever. He was very, very kind to my sister when she was going through all kinds of problems as a, an elderly teenager, if you see what I mean, sort of just before her 20s and, and so on. And he was very kind. And he spent most of his life working as a probation officer, giving service in the best way he could. So I'm going to play now Vinnie Short singing the lovely old musical song Little Bridget Flynn. And I'll see you again in a week's time or so with more stories and songs from a lifetime in folk. I've a neat little house and a cow or two at grass. I've a plant garden hanging by the door. I've a shelter for the hens and a stable for the ass. Oh, what good a man want to know? Well, I don't know, I may be so. And a bachelor is easy and he's free. But I've lots to look after and I'm living all alone And there's no one looking after me Oh, will she go? Well, I don't know And I soon have a sitting on my knee And I sing like a thrush on a horicon bush If she'd only have a life for me my father often tells me I should go and have a try To get a girl that owns a bit of land And I know the way he says it That there's someone in his mind And my mother must be holding plan Well, I don't know, and maybe so And would magnified him greatly to agree but there's little Bridget Flynn, sure it's her I'd love to win Though she never throws an eye at me How will she go? Well, I don't know And I'd sooner have her sitting on my knee And I'd sing like a thrush on a horn bush If she'd only have an eye for me now, who there's a little girl that is worth her weight in gold, and that's a decent dowry, don't you see? So I think I'll go and ask her just as soon as I get home if she'll come and have an eye for me. How will she go? Well, I don't know, and I'd sooner have her sitting on my knee. And I'd sing like a thrush on an horn If she'd only have an eye for me Oh, will she go? 
sitting on my knee. I'm sing like a thrush on a thorn bush, if she'd only have a knife for me. People who go to sessions regularly will know that when I say that that was Vinnie's song, what I mean is that nobody else would ever dream of singing that song while Vinnie was alive because that was the song he sang. The late Vinnie Short there with little Bridget Flynn from the album The Odd Fellows. The Odd Fellows is a pub in Middleton and it's where people used to meet on a Monday night for a sing and a play and a social gathering. It's moved now, it's at the Middleton Archer down in the town and it's still going after all these years. I occasionally make a foray there myself. The MC on odd nights is Stanley Accrington. On other nights it's that wonderful lady, Michelle Holding. If you're in the area, it's worth a peep. Good music and good companionship. OK, so that's part one finished. And if you liked it enough to tune in again, I'll do part two and I'll get it out before the end of the month probably in the next 10 days or so thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can check everything out on 3wsmikehardingfolkshow.com and you can also make a donation to the show because there'll be a couple of big bills coming up in the next couple of months certainly for the server which is I think about 700 quid one of the servers and then there's money to be found for the website as well thanks ever so much for listening and See you soon. Well, that's if you want to tune in to part two, because I've talked that much, I don't know, a lot. Anyway, to play us out, I've chosen a track by Mike McGoldrick and Desi Donnelly called The Humours of Carriga Holt and The Ladies' Cup of Tea. And I'll talk about it in the next show. Mind how you go. Happy New Year and ta-da. (laughs) 